Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm Nick Jenkins, your host, and today I'm joined by Matthew Gatos. Hello. Sarah Miesmer. Also hello. And Sam Schultz. Hi. And we are here to talk about the uh, another DC movie, because... <laughs> They don't have a very good track record at this point. Because mm-hmm. Disney's paying us to yeah, boost Marvel. We're Disney that. shills, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We're, ba- we're bad shills. I know. Yeah. I and wish- have we talked about a single Disney movie or Marvel movie on this podcast yet? Mm, nope. I don't Maybe actually know if that's Disney true. Movie? I don't know. Have we? I don't think so. I don't know. Clearly Par- we're- any Paramount films? We're I am talking to Big Mouse. I am way too poor for this to be true. Oh, uh, yeah. They're not paying us very well if they're paying yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> No, I. <laughs> Sarah just shrugs. Yeah. Nah. If they, yeah, I think that intro should have taken twenty minutes longer, and we should have all had things on the screen next to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wild card. To say what was oh, yeah. interesting about me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're talking about Suicide Squad today, which uh, was heralded as for a while the worst DC movie. Um. And I'll be interested to talk to you guys about it and sort of where it place where it places itself in the pantheon of this DC universe. Of course, we're talking about modern DC universe, the DCEU, not Dark Knight, not the original Superman movies. Uh, Beginning right. with Man of Steel, then yes. we have Batman, Superman, Dawn of Justice, and we have Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, and the other one, Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. That's the all. The other one. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but here we are. We're talking about their Avengers for Bad Guys mm-hmm. movie that stars Will Smith and Margot made. Robbie and Jai Courtney and uh, a bunch of other people. <laughs> their <laughs> Avengers movie that they made before they made any of the yep. other movies <laughs> yeah. for some reason. I think if... <laughs> Uh, Abby's looking the floor and distracting me. It's <laughs> just like a sandpapery sound happening in the background. Um, Don't you judge her. <laughs> no judging. She can lick anything she wants, but just it's distracting. Um, but yeah, it feels to me like it's their Avengers and their Guardians. Yeah. Because they oh, were like, yeah. oh, Guardians oh, yeah, yeah. worked. These are characters no that. one's ever heard of. Rogues. People like rogues. Too. Yeah. yeah right. And so they were like, let's take a group of bad guys. Oh, we have one of those. Yeah. And oh. so they thought it could work because I guess they didn't think beyond. Didn't think farther. Than yeah. That. yeah. Well, They're just like, we have know, characters nobody knows. You know what's sad, though? And this might be skipping ahead a little bit, but it did work. It what worked. parts of it's it so worked? Expen- I completely agree. Like they, they got so much money for that movie. It was oh, a box yeah. office success. Yeah. They was. made back way more money. You know, so yeah. what's the incentive here? So I, mean, I guess te- we need to uh, dis- yeah. d- decide what success, when we say it was successful, what do we mean? Are we talking about money? Are we talking about creatively? I think I, it was closer to creatively successful than any of the other DC movies also, besides Wonder Woman. Okay. Because Justice League and Batman vs. Superman are very bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, Sam, I'm, I'm glad to hear you piping up here because that means you're going to get the 60-second oh, plot done. Oh, God. Okay. I didn't write any notes down this time because I forgot. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you have a lot to worry about. I don't think so either. Yeah. Well, I, I I was taking notes of the plot throughout, uh-huh. and I got to a point where I just stopped and was like, that's it, They I stand guess. in a room for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is a 60-second plot dump, so we're all on the same page for DC okay. and Warner Brothers Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad in yeah. three, two, one. 
Okay, so there's a bunch of bad guys. It's the DC Universe, same universe, Batman vs. Superman stuff. There's a bunch of bad guys who are all in jail. There's this badass government worker named Amanda Waller who has an idea to bring them all together to start Task Force X, which would be a symbol to destroy the next Superman, because Superman's dead, if that Superman turned out to be bad. So she finagles her way to get all these bad guys out of jail. One of them's Joker's girlfriend. Um, and then she has... All of them? No, no, no. No, that's just going to be important later. I think. Maybe not. Then, So then one of them is also this evil intergalactic witch entity or something. She loses control of the evil intergalactic witch entity who takes over a city, turns them all into monsters. Task Force X has to go in. One of them dies, of course. They all learn what it means to be a hero. And they kill the witch, but then they save the witch. And the same as Ghostbusters, kind of. <laughs> and the Joker is there. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Movie ends and the Joker's there. You really ran, like. We were like forty seconds in. I was like, I don't think he's gonna do it. Nothing I know. happens like, after the beginning. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, yeah, you did just. Wow. Yeah. The beginning is four different movies going on at the same exact mm-hmm. time for like the first twenty minutes, and then it's half of a movie for the rest of the time. Yeah. The like rest it's... of the time when they're in the city, they're just like, well, "What do we do?" Well, because What's everything that? happens. Let's walk over here. In like two minutes uh-huh. in this movie, because the first 20 minutes, like you said, it's all intro. Mm-hmm. You get to meet all the characters, most of them, one-on-one. You get backstory. You get slowly yeah, introduced to them. Yeah, most of them. Keyword most of them. Yeah. <laughs> but like after like the third or fourth one, I started getting so bored and was just like, how many more people do we have to hear about? Yeah, and then new ones keep popping up. Yeah, That's and then great. it keeps going and going, and then you're 20 minutes in. And then between the like the twenty minute mark and the thirty minute mark is when you mentioned like Enchantress turns against them randomly, everything goes wrong, and then yeah. the plot gets set in motion. And that also yeah. the plot gets set in motion at the time when it would be natural for them to all meet each other and have like a training montage or like a getting to know each other kind of thing. So then it feels like you're leading up to something and then it's like nothing, they're in the city, that's the whole movie. Well I mean because the the first 20 minutes isn't a plot of a movie. No. The first 20 minutes is her an idea that she has to bring these people together for no real reason. Like, there's not a reason to bring them together at the beginning. No. She's <laughs> she's pitching a hypothetical yeah. of, like, Superman could be bad and that we need these guys. With it's a like, seemingly random assortment of bad guys, too. She yeah. also pitches nobody that could take Superman. No, not Not even all. as a group. No. These people None could not them. take. The no. Superman that we've seen yeah. in this... The Harley Quinn, why would she be anywhere near this? Boomerang, yeah. why would Boomerang be anywhere near Superman? Yeah, Enchantress is the only one that seems like maybe yeah, she just, could do it, and yeah. Enchantress is the one that is turns evil. into the Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is the evil yeah. Superman. Yeah, yeah. which She's... is the funniest thing about this plot. <laughs> <laughs> I think Diablo maybe could take him if he turned into a big chicken god for whatever reason. <laughs> what was that? I looked away from the screen and I looked back and I thought that was her fighting her brother. And I was like, oh, Enchantress must be good again. And then Rachel's like, no, that's the guy. And yeah. I, there's nothing in my brain that can connect that to the other thing. <laughs> what? The same thing, I looked away when Killer Croc was like, I'm going to swim underwater. And then he like does the funny walk into the water. Yeah. Does he do anything when he goes underwater? No. no. He doesn't he, even he, set the bomb. No, he? he doesn't do anything with the bomb. He b- defeats a couple bad guys to keep okay. them away from the Navy SEALs. I totally missed that. But that's it. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think he's just like, 
I like water. Yeah. And so he goes underwater. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's like every character in this movie. Yes. They have like the, their thing that they say, and then they go and fulfill like the thing, yeah. their yeah. gimmick. Yeah. I feel like we're getting really ahead. Yeah, of we are. Sorry. <laughs> I'm interested right up front. So um, I kind of want to start at my at, at my. I want to start at my. I want to start at me, mm-hmm. and then go around. I'd like to know where everybody sort of sits with this DC universe in terms of what they've seen, what they haven't seen, and and like. And it, just a general overview of where you are with comic book history. So I was a Batman fan growing up because I had the Tim burton verse, which even though I watch now and they are terrible. Whoa. Um, oh, yeah, they're bad. No, mm. they're goofy. The only thing separating the original Batman from like Batman and Robin is set design. I strongly. Oh, agree. God. It's Christopher Walken. <laughs> oh, God. You don't I even like the second movie. one? No, I hate the second one more. Oh, my Whoa. God. Um, I quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. No, we're walking out. <laughs> yeah. So, but I had those, and as a kid, those were really formative, but I loved the animated series. I mm-hmm. love Batman, the animated series. Um, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. I love Kevin Conroy's Batman. I, I, I just love everything in that series. I think it's a really clever um, exploration of that character. But uh, I also liked the first two Christopher Nolan Batman films. Like, I was really into them. I also really like the original, the first two uh, Richard Donner Superman movies. Mm. Um, I like them. They are very 70s at this point, but I like them. Um, and I, especially the first half of the first Superman movie, I'm on board. It's like this, it's beautifully shot and it feels epic and big. Like, comic book movies and TV shows hadn't at that point. So. So I was on board for that. It's and also nice and sweet, like Superman. Yes, be. it's a good representation. Uh, Christopher Reeve was a really good representation of the Superman of that yeah, time. I prefer mm-hmm. my Superman dark, moody, and Christ-like. Oh, That's... yeah. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> yeah. Do we have some movies for you? Um, I read some comics. I was uh, I was actively reading comics during the Nightfall saga. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> And, and he didn't like the third Batman? The third I Nolan Batman? I think that's specifically because. Because like if you read Nightfall and then you see this version of Bane, you're like, what is this? Oh, why is this Bane one is way better than the of... comic book version of Bane? I don't agree with you, but <laughs> Bane was not the problem with that movie. I just felt the movie was slow, boring, and uh, made no sense. I agree. So <laughs> I, I can agree with you there. I agree. I'm on board with most of that. I also think Bane is the strong point of that movie. I agree with that too, but I love that movie. Weird. But do you love it because it's bad? No. So. Oh, okay. All right. That's yeah. fine. That's I fine. I love it because it's, <laughs> it's the most Batman y of all of them, I think. Oh, really? I think that first one. Is. Anyway, but getting. It's, <laughs> well, this is a DC different, podcast. Different DC I'm podcast. I'm excited to talk about that one. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Matt. Yeah. Where are you with all of this DC ness stuff? Um, I've been a, like a DC fan my entire life, pretty much. Like I, when I was super little, I was two when Batman came out, the Tim Burton one. Uh, but I remember when I was like four, I would rock the Prince soundtrack all the time mm-hmm. and get in trouble for saying "Get the funk out." Because um, <laughs> my parents were like, "It's not a swear, but it sounds like you're saying a swear, so stop it." Um, so I used to get in trouble for singing "Get the you funk idiot. out" as a kid. <laughs> um, there was an extreme song. I got in trouble for that as yeah. well. Yeah, but it's uh, so I've liked Batman ever since then. Like all the Burton Batmans, I like Batman Forever a lot. Batman Robin is yeah, uh, but I liked all those. I, in, like, high school and college, I started to really appreciate the old Superman movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have the full box set, including three and four, um, which I think I've only watched once, both of those, especially Richard four. Pryor in one of those. Richard Pryor's in the, the third, third one, one, which I enjoy, but I am very aware it's not a good movie. I also, I, it's the same. I yeah. think Superman <laughs> 3 is enjoyable. It's hilarious. It is funny. But it shouldn't be. No. Okay. Um, and Superman 4 is just very, 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 very bad. Um, There's nothing redeemable about nope. Superman 4. They should have left Richard Pryor in it. Oh, God. Um, but, so yeah, I was always more DC. I didn't know much about Marvel until, like, the Iron Man movies started coming out and they started building their universe. Like, I know way more about Marvel now than I ever did before that movie came out. Um, but D- as far as DC, like, I was watching Smallville. Um, I don't read a ton of comics, but the ones I do read are usually DC and usually Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a pretty, like, pretty good knowledge of DC. Um, I've seen, I was the only person I think that saw so, so Suicide Squad in the theater out mm-hmm. of the four of us. Um, I was hoping it was going to be good when I went and saw it. I still had high hopes. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a great trailer. Yeah, the, trailer was the first really good. trailers for this movie were really good. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, here's my money. And then as it got closer and closer to the movie coming out, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna be good and then i was yeah no it wasn't um but yeah did you walk out of it hating it like not liking it or yes i saw it in theaters and walked out and was just like huh Mm -hmm. that was not good and one of the main things i took away from just seeing it in the theaters was the editing was so bad Mm -hmm. in every conceivable way that editing can be bad Mm -hmm. that movie is bad with its editing and that was the main takeaway was it felt difficult to watch. Like it wasn't just like the story being bad, writing being bad, acting being bad. It was like they made a movie that was difficult to watch yeah. on a big screen for two hours. Right. Yeah. And that's not a good sign. No. no. Sarah, what's your sort of history with um, DC? I don't have a whole lot of I, – I, I've seen some DC uh, – Content, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, obviously, I saw the 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 Christopher Nolan movies, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I I I'm like already forgetting what the what's this animated series? Uh, Justice League. I saw I saw Justice League, but I I watched it all kind of without a critical eye. Mm-hmm. Consumed it like like the delicious candy that it is. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically it. The only comic book, like superhero comic book, I think I've ever read was Watchmen. Oh, good choice. Oh. Yeah, if you, uh, I mean, if you're gonna I mean, read good one, good choice. Except it has destroyed superhero media in its wake. I feel like that's uh. not that. It's not its fault. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I would say even a large, like a lot of the failings of this DC universe is because of what I think is a very good movie, Snyder's Watchmen movie. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Watchmen movie came out and everyone was like, "Cool, so you guys like these dark gritty superheroes? Yeah, let's get even darker and grittier." Too, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, but that's a good one if you're gonna read one. Yeah, it's real good. And then have you seen? I've seen the are the '90s Batman films. Are you that? But I'm also curious about this current run. What oh, you've seen? Yeah, I haven't really seen much. I, I've been avoiding it. It's <laughs> a healthy decision. Yeah. So, I hear it's have, bad. is this the first time you've seen Ben Affleck's Batman? I don't know. Did you I, see Wonder Woman? I did see Wonder Woman. Was he in? He wasn't in. He's Wonder in that, Woman. but not as. 
He's oh, just as Bruce Wayne, I think, oh, in, yeah, in yeah, one yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but so, have you seen Justice League or Batman Superman? I have not. Okay. Then you haven't seen his. So this is your only experience with Batfleck. <laughs> this is probably the best Batfleck. I mean, he doesn't. He says he like one do line. Anything. Yeah. He punches a woman, which is <laughs> we'll get back to. <laughs> Out of context, your two lines were just like. Yeah, I think that's fair. That he does do that, uh, but yeah, I think this is not my favorite. Ben Affleck Batman moments in this movie. <laughs> I think the first scene of Justice League with him where he beats up the parademon is pretty good. Ben Affleck Bat or is that his name? Yep. Ben Affleck. Bat- ben Affleck. Affleck Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I this is my first experience with with Batfleck, but I I also did not I have not I have no opinion. Yeah, there's, yeah, there, there's not movie. a lot of opinion to be had. Either. Yeah. Um Sam, he punches a woman and then gives her mouth to mouth. He does two things. He does, <laughs> and, and and well, he has I, tried to keep her alive. Yeah, after I, he tried to kill l- her. Let me let me clarify my point here, <laughs> just before we get onto you, because mm-hmm. this is a bad. Mm-hmm. This is something that I feel is bad about this movie in a weird way. There's a lot of men assaulting women in this movie, mm-hmm. or talking yeah. about assaulting, like women joking about it, and joking about it. That doesn't feel like it was intentionally woven in to be a commentary about anything rather it was just something the writer thought well then he punches her <laughs> i f- i felt like it was they they did a lot of things in this movie where where they they were like if we if we do it right if we like make include a woman in this film or like if we make viola davis play someone then we can get away with all this other stuff because we've already paid our dues you know and so then it's like i, I also feel like they were they were kind of like we're going to treat women like men yeah, like the like yeah. equality is everyone gets punched. If a woman's the biggest badass in the movie, then anybody can punch her as much as they want. Yeah, <laughs> but it's more so. Cool. I think like what Nick's probably alluding to is like who is it Slipknot? Well, okay, so who, like, first punches a woman immediately when so he shows up. First mm. Harley's mm-hmm. assaulted. Okay, so there's that. Then Batman punches Harley when mm-hmm. she's underwater. This she had a knife. Look, here's what Sometimes I'm saying. Sometimes you have to punch Harley Quinn. Here, here's what I'm man. saying, though. Like, you have the scene where Harley is assaulted by the Joker. Okay, I get that. It's about an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Fine. Okay. Then you have Batman punch her. Again, isolated by itself. She's got a knife, and, she, and he's trying to rescue her. Okay, if that existed on its own. Then Slipknot yeah. gets the most important character in this movie. <laughs> Slipknot gets taken out of his van and immediately punches a woman and then says she had a mouth on her and everybody oh, sort of that part too, I think. yeah and then everybody snickers yeah when when he says that um i don't know what's happening between the guard and harley but nothing good um and then uh will smith's character deadshot actually says I will hit you. I don't care if you're a girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Any one of those things in isolation is not necessarily the worst thing because Except you can. For the Slipknot one. The Slipknot one the is Slipknot fucking one. bizarre <laughs> and like what? <laughs> well, it, maybe that makes it. Maybe they're trying to be like you don't care at all about this one. Like yeah. he's not even. He doesn't have any redeeming qualities, so it's okay <laughs> oh, if he happens to die very soon. Right, but when you layer <laughs> laugh all of yeah. these, when you put all of them together, I was getting a little bit like worried. Like <laughs> middle of the film, I'm like, what is? What are we building to? Well, it almost feels like a weird default choice of like, okay, how do we make this? Like Sarah was saying, kind of like treat women like men. 
what if we repeatedly allude to violence against them like we would if they were men? Like oh, they do the trick. Yeah, like it's, it's it's that thing of like throughout this movie, every choice felt like they said it out loud, and everyone else said, "Yeah." <laughs> and, uh, there was no one around to be like, "Maybe we shouldn't." Yeah, like. I, no, that definitely that was the case. There was nobody around saying, maybe we shouldn't do that. But I don't know. It was a weird thing I noticed about Midway Through. I was kind of like, boy, they're really talking this element of hitting women yeah. up. They and- also, um, with with Enchantress, the, the guy that's supposed to be in love with her, like yeah, immediately, Rick Flagg. Rick Flagg immediately, like, uses her yeah. as as like a weapon. She, he like brings her down to the, the subway or whatever. And it's like, yeah. That, I did not understand what was the happening. Setup in the setup of... Oh, the, yeah. I mean, well, hold on. First, we have to get so, yeah. Sam's Sam, yeah. DC oh. Tell us about your, ba- back, <laughs> your backstory with DC, please. I think I... Pro- I have been reading DC stuff for my whole life, basically. I think I probably got on board with it through Batman the Animated Series and then watched all the way through to Justice League Unlimited with that. Um, I've read tons of comic books. Uh, like, Grant Morrison is my favorite comic book author and he writes mostly dc books um i've seen the batman the old 80s batman movies i've seen um the christopher nolan batman movies i've never seen any of the superman movies the old ones but i have seen superman uh what was the one oh superman returns with brandon routh and i like that one i like that one too yeah i like it i just find it dull that's the one that got me into the old superman movies yeah. because it's I was, a sequel. I was course. aware of that. It was like very like homagey, and like the style is so similar to the old mm-hmm. movies that I was like, oh, I should learn about. He that. is supposed to be the same Superman, yes. right? Okay, yeah, they're, they're basically weird. saying Superman three and four didn't happen, right? And so we're picking up kind of after Superman two. There's a there's a a dip. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I was super into DC until they relaunched their whole thing in like 2010. They just like wiped the slate clean and started all over again, which in retrospect. Oh, the new 52? Yeah, was yeah. clearly setting up for the movies because all of the new setups they did are the same things. Like the Justice League comic book relaunch is the same storyline as the Justice League movie. So really? I think basically the same storyline. It's a Steppenwolf? It's a Steppenwolf. It's parademons that look very similar. Mm. It's like all very similar. Batman leads it. He's like trying to to find the Justice League. So it's I like think they wanted source material mm-hmm. to pull from, but it didn't yet exist. So right. they set up a whole new universe that they could then pull from yeah. and ignore the previous 60 years. That's a question yes. I have about this movie was I saw that David Ayers had to write this in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Um, and were they pulling from any like what were they pulling from what was the original what like what is the comic book version of suicide, suicide squad, squad, suicide squad. uh yeah it's um is it anything like this though it's a lot of the same characters uh amanda waller brings together like deadshot mostly he's usually the anchor of the team and uh slipknot is in it and he dies in the comic books too <laughs> or he gets his arm blown off or something like that in like the oh, first issue <laughs> uh i think they're the only two that are like captain boomerang that are like consistently on the Suicide Squad, but yeah, they're like '80s comics when they were deconstructing things. Yeah, because Harley didn't cool even, any, post even Watchmen exist. World. Yeah, Harley wasn't even around until the animated series. Until the animated yeah. series, yeah. yeah. And then now so. she, now she, she's been in the Suicide Squad since they relaunched in like 2010, mm. setting up for for this. her to be a hero in the new 
DC Universe, basically. Yeah. Like, one of their main heroes. But up until then, she didn't have anything to do with it, really, I don't think. Yeah, so, and then, and, you know, in, Enchantress is a... Something. I have no idea who Enchantress is. I know who she is, but I don't know anything about her Yeah, story, I, really. I'm the same way. So, yeah. I don't know if they were pulling from a specific storyline. I don't think they were. So, but this brings up an interesting thing. Six weeks... To write a $175 million movie. That is introducing like 12 new characters to the world. Who makes that decision? That is fascinating to me that you wouldn't say, okay, we're going to spend $175 million. Let's let's start this process and then in six months we'll decide if that script is any good. Well, well isn't it I, – I, I sent this as a text to you guys, but the one of the – I think he's executive producer, but one of the executive producers is is the secretary of the Steve treasury. Nugent. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, what you meant. Yes. Oh. yes. I thought – Yes, your text said the like the Secretary of Treasury's role was yeah. interesting, and I was like, "Does she? Did she think Amanda Waller was the tre- like <laughs> yeah. Treasury Secretary?" Well, yeah, when the movie was over, I was like, "Where was he? I missed him." <laughs> yeah, but no, I, it's, no, like, I the, thought it was kid. the guy from Stranger Things. That's what I thought. You <laughs> I thought that's who you were talking about. <laughs> I was, I was, like, oh, was that his job? <laughs> but no, yes. Now that makes a lot more sense. Is that the actual in real life Donald Trump's Secretary of the Treasury is like an executive producer of this movie? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. His name is like the first name that pops yes. up. I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, interesting. I wonder if he's related. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> Yeah. One to one ratio related to yourself, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! It's six degrees. Oh. Yeah. I think he, I think it's he two degrees. Some Marvel movies too. Yeah, He's he produced some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Too. Well, so yeah. is Ike Perlmutter, and Ike yeah. Perlmutter what, was a piece yeah. of shit. It's a thing so. with yeah, yeah, guys with money. True. Like they get yeah. asked to invest a bunch of money. But it might have been. I don't know. To to maybe answer your question, he might have been part of the reason who made like who made that choice. Oh, to push it. But I mean, this is the this is what. Warner Brothers is doing though they're like Justice League seriously needed a rewrite and seriously needed a lot more time put into it but they needed to the rumor is that they needed to get it out before bonuses so if they could get it out before end of year which is why it came out in November <laughs> that that's that that guaranteed them getting uh, the executives getting the bonuses that they should oh, get oh gross so what? that's why that's also why at the beginning uh, so Joss was brought on to, to, we're talking more about the rest of the DC universe here, but uh-huh. we'll get to Suicide Squad, I promise. Um, Joss was brought on and then even he struggled to get what he needed done. And there's, in the opening titles, you'll see somebody carrying a sign that says, I tried, and then Joss Whedon's name comes on. <laughs> so oh, no. it's like, <laughs> even he was like, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. <laughs> but I just don't understand because they have clearly been setting this up internally yeah. for a long time. And they own all these characters themselves completely. They don't have to do any kind of weird Right, they didn't anything. have a Marvel problem. No. Why did they suck so fucking bad? Yeah. All of them. The script, like, even Wonder Woman is fine in a lot of respects, but the script falls apart. And the script of Suicide Squad is a disaster. So, like, what is going on? Again, I go back to six weeks. Yeah. yeah. But that's they've been, been six weeks. But, but they've it, been thinking about this movie for like 10 yeah. years. And that's the thing is the larger DC problem is just, I think they're overall just trying to chase Marvel yes. and not look at how Marvel does things. They're looking at what Marvel does. And they're mm-hmm. like, cool, so they made this. We should make that. And I guess, yeah, to go back to what I said in the beginning, like if you're measuring success by, you know, ratio of money spent to money earned, 
Like, they are successful. But not compared to Marvel. If you look at the Marvel money-making, like, machine they've got going on over there, like... I guess I don't know the right They're... Now. I mean, Avengers, I, I, don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it had to make profit a lot more than anything they've done so far. They've well, had a couple that have been the number one movie ever, right? Or the number two movie ever? I think Avengers is up there, and I think the second one is also pretty high up on that list. I think... Uh, I want to say the first Avengers is, like, number 13 or something like that. I could be wrong, yeah. but... The more interesting is the pattern that DC is setting itself. It's not so much like, well, how do they compare to Marvel? It's what are their movies actually doing? Suicide Squad had a really good return. Like it, Mm -hmm. it, it did what it needed to do. Batman versus Superman fell short. Mm -hmm. Justice League fell shorter. Wonder Woman did better than they expected it to do. And so they're not, when something good happens, they're also not taking the lesson from it. They're not learning the right lessons from what they're doing. Mm. I rest that on Warner Brothers, not so much on DC itself. I think that was also, like, Suicide Squad was so, I feel like it was very quickly after Batman Superman. Mm -hmm. Like, there there wasn't a lot of time to even learn from those mistakes. Right. Like, I think by the time that movie was coming out, and they saw people, the backlash to it, it was too late to correct anything they were doing on Suicide Squad that may have been a similar issue. And I think, in a weird way, I think it would be easy if there was one thing DC was consistently doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I think the it's problem is, it's everything. not. It's <laughs> like the editing cons- is the problem in this. The story and structure of Justice League and Batman and Superman is the worst parts of those, I think. The editing... I didn't notice in either of those being horrible. To me, the one thing they're consistently doing wrong is the stories that they're picking to draw from. Like, Oh, Batman Superman is a classic example. Yeah. They're yeah. they, they are yeah. telling the death of Superman story. In before, his second movie. Yeah, before they told any of the Superman story. Yeah. And this is like a deconstruction. Suicide Squad is like all the bad guys that you know and love, except you don't have time to know and love them. Mm -hmm. So if Harley Quinn had been in another movie and if Captain Boomerang had been in another movie and Deadshot had been in another movie and then they all came together, then you'd be like, See, this is why I'm saying it's not DC. It's Warner Brothers because DC is doing this on their television properties. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, um, they have the whole show, Legends of Tomorrow, which are taking other characters from these other shows and putting mm-hmm. them together. Yeah. And it's great because you're like, oh, I love Captain Cold, you know? Yeah. It, it, so it's it's a very bizarre thing. Let's get into the minutia of Suicide Squad. Though. <laughs> okay. Um, Woohoo. <laughs> this, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I think I would rather watch this film again than any other DC movie. Even Wonder Woman? No, not Wonder Woman. Sorry, yeah. I keep thinking. I, I, I've had to learn, like, <laughs> yeah. when talking to Nick about the DC universe, that like when he says DC movies in like that sort of tone, Wonder Woman is never included, and neither well, is Man of Steel because yeah. I think we've all just forgotten about Man of Steel at this point. Because I would rather yeah. watch this than Man of Steel. Well, I think Man of Steel is a better film, but I find it dull. Yeah, I guess, and and a little off putting at the end, and I just I just find it kind of boring. Mm-hmm. This one, the the mess of it does at least get my brain to start firing. There's some really good music in this one. Uh, there's so much, there's so much music in there's this one. Too much music in this. Yeah, there's like six mini music videos. At hey, the we're yeah. gonna be in a helicopter. Oh, fun. spirit in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that in. You don't own me. Yeah, oh, it's uh, a <laughs> it. it, it it's weird to me because like there is more in this film that I actually enjoyed, like little pieces here and there. Um, yes, 
that yeah. I didn't have in Batman Superman. I didn't have in Justice League. Not at all. I didn't have in Man of Steel even. Now it's not true in Wonder Woman. I actually really I enjoyed Wonder Woman a lot more than Sam did. Yeah. Um uh yeah. I mean that's I just yeah. true. Kind <laughs> of I kind of hate Wonder Woman, but I only hate the second half of it that is like flushing all the good stuff from the beginning down the toilet. There I agree go. that that happened too. I didn't the third act of that movie falls yeah. apart. But yeah. I think but, that Suicide Squad for me that makes it sadder. Yeah. Because there mm-hmm. are moments in this where I see a good movie or oh, I totally. see like a good part like and it's mostly in flashbacks honestly like I think we're going to get into this more so on like our varying opinions of yeah. Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, let's get there now. Okay. Right, let's, let's, let's dive talk, right in. Let's talk Jared Leto's Joker. So, Sarah. Hold on. And, okay. Look, Matt, <laughs> wait, uh, Matt needs to get this out. Well, I just I want to set up like what, what how I'm thinking about this of like mm-hmm. the scene where Batman is chasing them and they're driving in the car and Batman's jumping on top of their car and they drive off into the water. That felt like the movie I wanted to be watching. I wanted to watch Batman chasing the Joker and Harley Quinn, and I didn't care about anybody else in this movie (laughs) in that moment. What about the Flash fighting Captain Boomerang? I like that part. Didn't care at all about Captain Boomerang. I I love Captain Boomerang. I looked away at that point, and I just saw the Let's not lose the the thread of Joker. Joker. The Jared Leto Joker. Joker scenes... Apparently, according to Jared Leto in interviews, he thought he was going to be in more of this movie than he is, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, which seems like it should have been true because most of the Joker we get is in flashbacks. And then suddenly, like 40 minutes in, we get modern day Joker and his weird plot that you kind of can follow throughout this of him trying to rescue he's Harley. Trying to save his wife. Right. But they only show him like twice. Uh-huh. And both times he's just like, cool, I got everything I need. And it's like, the next time you see him, he's rescuing her. Yeah. And so there's no real story for him in this he movie. He texts a few times. Yeah. But <laughs> like, as far as Jared Leto on screen, uh, he didn't get to like do much. But yeah. Sarah's I, like visibly shaking. I really liked this version of the Joker. Okay. All right, Sarah, I believe you have I believe you have a counterpoint. Yeah, well, my my opinion. I I you know, I think we can all agree that right that that the Joker didn't like could have been taken out of this movie and it would be the same. Like it would I'd be I'd say that's 99% like the, true. The plot yeah. would be Yes, like, aside, because the, honestly the only time he, he does, does show nothing. up and impacts anything is the helicopter part. Is immediately taken away because Harley just comes back to the group. Right. Yep. So if Harley never le- never leaves, the story could continue the same. If the way. helicopter had just been blown up, yeah, without the Joker in it, yeah, then it would have been exactly. If you remember the same, correctly, yeah. there is a moment when they're first flying in, their helicopter also crashes yeah. because it's shot by someone. I don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't really. They never say that. How, why their helicopter is yeah. crashing at the beginning. <laughs> the monsters have guns. Um, so. uh, which again was. There's so many helicopter crashes in this movie uh-huh. that I thought I found it hilarious that when the Joker and Harley crashed, that she was like, they're dead. It's like, you <laughs> guys survived did. a helicopter crash <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Why yeah, couldn't they survive? Yeah. And then like five minutes later, she survives the helicopter crash. So it's like, everyone survives helicopter crashes in this movie. Yeah, Amanda Waller survives one. Yeah. Later oh too. my God, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone's just like, oh, that was a little bumpy. <laughs> Jeez, what's the big deal? Everybody yeah. but the pilot. But yeah, okay, so so one. Joker, that, I agree with that point. You could take Joker out, the yeah. plot would be the exact same. Yes. Um, and you'd pro- it'd probably be like a reasonable length instead of two hours of this. 
<laughs> but I do. I also feel but like. I, but that's not. I all. like his scenes enough. I know. I know. That <laughs> like I would much rather lose Captain Boomerang. I'd much Shut rather lose. Your fucking mouth. <laughs> Captain Boomerang's the best character in this movie. Oh, oh no, no, Sam. Oh no. And Killer Croc. No. Oh, oh God, no. no. He's my least favorite. He's Hold on. perfect. He is the comic book We're... Killer Croc. He's a perfect Killer Croc. Look, we... Ca- perfect J- Captain Boomerang. J- I want to hear the rest yes, of this, please, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Okay, but then yeah, my opinion is I I just don't I don't care for Jared Leto's Joker. I feel like you know David Ayers and and Jared Leto watched the Fast and the Furious two Too Fast Too Furious and we're like <laughs> oh yeah that scene with with the you know the dudes in the what's there's like the rat the rat in the bucket yeah, scene in Too Fast Too Furious the vibe is the same to me and it's just like Joker being really misogynistic and uh, and the whole storyline. The way they frame it, they're like, oh, she fell in love. Like, no, no. After he shocks her <laughs> yeah, brain. No, no. Yeah, she did not fall in love. Like, I think it's like Amanda Waller is um, narrating and she's yeah, like, her yeah. her downfall was that she fell in love. Yeah. Do not, not care for that. No, 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 not at all. There are many problems with the Harley Joker dynamic. Yeah, but that's the point of the Harley Joker. Yes. Dynamic. Well, no, but, but there's but a, we there's don't a point separate it out. problem. No, no, but yeah. not in this movie. It does not come yeah, through at the, all. Yeah, that's the like, point of their dynamic in the comic, like in a wider sense. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing: this is the first. Well, no, no, no. It's like, look, Heath Ledger's Joker will go down in history as one of the greatest cinematic characters ever created. Yeah. That is an incredible character and incredible performance. Yes. I almost feel like we can't compare because mm-hmm. nothing will ever right. like. And that's why I come to the defense of Jared Leto's Joker is because he could not. His performance had to be different. It couldn't be too close to that Heath Ledger Joker or people would just feel like he was trying to duplicate that. And so it went more Scarface than like Jack Nicholson. It went more like I wrote down in my notes, Jim Carrey plus Al Pacino equals this Joker. And that's like when he goes wacky, he goes real wacky. But then he actually, to me, feels threatening Mm. and feels like he has power. I feel threatened by that Joker. Yeah. By the Joker in Suicide Squad? Yes. Oh, I don't at all. Really? I, I feel I like he's either. almost okay. not a nice person. Oh, he's yeah, like, I did not get that. He devotes so much of the movie to rescuing somebody that it's like, uh, he just doesn't feel like, I don't know. He seems like know. the hero of the story in some respects. I guess the sequence where he's offering up Harley, which was also gross, but where yeah. he's offering up Harley to the other crime guy and then the crime guy's like, no, 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 I don't want any, I don't want any beef. And then he just shoots the guy. I'm like, okay, I don't know where, what direction to go with you. I found him scary because he felt unpredictable. Yeah. And like and he felt like weird. he was always playing that, like, oh no, you can trust me, you can trust me, I'm your friend. And then he'll just shoot you. I, d- I mean, I didn't get any of that. It, it felt very really. contrived to me. Like, I, that's and I think fair. that's part I, of that's yeah. part of the writing. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know about Jared, and I don't like Jared Leto really all I know, that as much. As a human, he's a garbage monster. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty and I, awful. I, I let you know, for better or for worse, that bleeds into my experience watching. Well, this I don't movie. think it. I don't think you can intentionally keep it out. Yeah, like that. That was something to me too. And then there was a moment where I kind of forgot about it. I was mm-hmm. watching it, and I was just but like, that white face paint was like. It removed enough. No, yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I do know the moment. The moment for me, it was an incredibly bad edit, <laughs> followed by a really good moment from an actor. You have to be more specific because there's a lot. I of know. Those in this I, movie. So when they reveal the Joker, this is something that I was talking to a friend of mine about. Uh, that 
if you I tend to I'm trying to think more and more as I'm writing a screenplay I'm trying to think more and more about filmmaking being a gift so like how do you package it how do you give someone this gift that they then have to open and what's the surprise and and you know what is this gift that you're giving to someone and every like character reveal can be that gift if you think of it in terms of like alien it's like how are we hiding the creature so you're only seeing pieces and and then oh there's this reveal and it's it's horrifying whatever then that's a kind of gift. But then uh, Jack Packard said this, who was from uh, Red Letter Media, so I can't take any credit for it. But basically, like somebody just throws a coupon at you is the other <laughs> version of that. And that's that moment in here. They've talked about the Joker and then they reveal him in a medium two shot. It's him at the table. He's with just Harley, him right? at the table with Harley. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, well, I guess that's the Joker. <laughs> it's, yeah, and- it is. It is not. They they should know that this moment is a big deal for their audience. Yeah, yeah. they've just spent twenty minutes doing that for every, every yeah. single yes. other character <laughs> aside from Slipknot gets a very thorough introduction where we see them both at their prime. We see them like what they like yes. to do. We see their downfall mm-hmm. and like so the Joker being alluded to is like we sh- that should be a great. Yeah. Shot of like either close up of his face, just startling, or like yeah. having him. You can't do the Heath Ledger thing, but of, it's like, in the middle. In the background, <laughs> it's 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 yeah. a nothing. Well, I think there's a tension between between that uh, that idea of like uh, giving the Joker as a gift and ha- having him in this movie at all. Like, because it's obviously right? this movie is not about him. At, oh yeah, at mm-hmm. all. Like I said, you take him out, the movie yeah. is the same. Yeah. And it also, I think that is a weird. It feels like a weird promise that they didn't make to their audience but that their audience probably assumed was made by saying uh, that, like those trailers we, yeah. promise well also yeah like you tell people we've cast a new joker that's mm-hmm. a big deal he's on the cover of magazines yeah like he like, is yeah he was like the first images they showed from suicide squad was like that purple coat and all damaged, the tattoos yeah. yeah i hate the tattoos okay i don't <laughs> yeah, like the tattoos but... i don't care uh but like that that <laughs> yeah. was just for me it felt like such a a promise that they never planned on delivering on. And I don't know if that's the marketing people's fault or Warner Brothers or whatever, but that's part of it. Of like, they weren't even really, at the end of the day, thinking about the Joker that much. No, and I, but my point here, so they reveal him and it's sort of a, oh, I guess we're, I guess that's the Joker. Okay, like the, there's no cinema to it. It's mm-hmm. just simply a shot. But then we cut to it's a very, very standard television over over two. So it's over shoulder, over the shoulder, two shot. They cut to her over the shoulder. So it's on him. And he does that line about I need a machine gun and they stop and they cut to him. And he just has that weird open mouthed smile where I was like, "Ooh, yeah. And at that moment, I was sort of like, OK, I'm I'm not with this character, but I am I am believing that this is a character now. And my brain has sort of pushed aside Jared Leto. Um, wasn't intentional. It was just at that point I had sort of like, okay, this is creepy. And so at that point, I, but then as soon as it was over, I was like, yeah, remember how he treated the rest of his cast? What a dick. Yeah. yeah. That, that moment never happened to me. And furthermore, like what took me out of Joker stuff is a lot of like the choices they made like like there's the one my I watched this with my boyfriend actually and he pointed this out, but there's the one guy with the panda 
like with yeah. the panda outfit. Yeah. And it's like, and he was like, why is he wearing the panda body too? Like he just <laughs> needs the head. He's panda guy. Yeah. There is also, <laughs> and right? like, and then, yeah. He and know, Slipknot have a comic together. They're <laughs> very Slipknot important. And Slipknot and panda guy. Slipknot and panda yeah. guy. You don't know. And it's, it's a really. Yeah. He's a fan yeah. favorite. This is why Slipknot, Slipknot didn't Easter need egg. an introduction. It's yeah. actually, that's his skin. He's Manda. Oh. <laughs> you see panda guy and you're like, Slipknot's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like David Ayers is like, this is cool. You know, this is cool. Because like, he, well, he saw yeah. like he saw the Dark Knight and he's like, oh, yeah, we've got to have like a like, yeah. mask. Be well, really it cool. also like, doesn't like, actually that, think about. That like same moment right after he asked for the machine gun, it cuts to like the breakout of like them shooting down the hallways. And there's a guy in like a, a realistic billy goat mask yeah. as well. He gets shot, yeah. And as he's dying, you hear. Ah. Yeah, he makes a fucking goat noise. There's or, a goat noise when he dies. If he makes a goat noise, or if the movie's making the goat <laughs> I noise, I think it's the movie making the goat noise. Because his goat face doesn't move at all. No, he is not goat man. <laughs> I'm glad someone else heard that though, yeah. because I was watching it just like that. I missed that. That was a goat noise for I the think, goat man yeah, dying. Yeah, me and Rachel both watched it. I think she said he's a goat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, like. Oh. But yeah, I mean, and then there's the the seed where where his his uh, gangster people like find him, and he's like in the domino room, and it's just like this tableau of Joker lying in like these nice. this, emo Joker. All the that yeah is, emo yes. Joker, and it's yes. like I, I'm just imagining Joker like sitting around in this room, like put it like ooh this knife goes here, and then there's like there's like baby <laughs> onesies off in the side, and mm-hmm. it just feels so it feels so contrived. It feels like it feels so un. True. You hit the nail on the head when you were saying, oh, this will be cool. That's exactly what the director, writer, was thinking, obviously. And it's the same problem that um, Zack Snyder has. Zack Snyder is really good if you give him a good script, you know, but (laughs) I think Watchmen is pretty terrific. Um, uh, yep, and that's the and end it's of the conversation because it's, it's the only a, good Zack Snyder movie a, I enjoy. <laughs> it's a good script, though. This is the yeah. thing: is a lot of times he's not working with good scripts, and a lot of times you just don't. If you if you don't already have that good kind of taste built in, you don't know if you've got a good or bad script. That's true. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. He also, I to be fair, I haven't heard him talk about his interest in DC at all. But I saw interviews when Watchmen was coming out, and Zack Snyder cared about Watchmen. He loved Watchmen sure. as, as source material, and. I think that came across in, like, even the changes that were made to Watchmen the movie from the comic feel like someone who knew the material well enough to make those changes in a responsible way. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, I don't know if he has that same regard for the DC universe, if he is just playing with a box of toys and throwing things together because it looks cool. But, I mean, that's it. That's his whole thing is he talks about, I want to have Batman from The Dark Knight. Yeah, which makes from the Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen. which makes no sense. Yeah. other than it looks cool when yeah. Superman, when Batman has his foot on Superman. It's basically, just yeah. a movie of splash pages. Yeah, well, it's mm-hmm. a movie of the de- of the late period deconstructions of superheroes. But these movies don't have the construction <laughs> yeah. of the superhero. <laughs> that is a very, very, very good point. <laughs> so yeah. then everybody's just a badass because in the eighties, when he was reading these comic books, everybody was a badass, right? And that's all he knows because yeah. he like he really doesn't care. He cares about one specific version that builds upon another thing and is good in its own right, but only when you take it into account with what came before it. Yeah, yeah. and this whole movie is a wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah, and mm-hmm. those things don't fit together. Like, and that's the problem that I had with this movie overall is like, I like Will Smith. 
Yeah. I like him as an mm-hmm. actor. Like even if I, I like don't... Deadshot. Yeah. I mean Deadshot was fine. Yeah. It was it was mm-hmm. all right. I liked um, I think out I of the villains, his... Deadshot is the strongest character. I don't think that's true because Captain Boomerang is, but <laughs> he uh, says three things and none of them are substantive. He has a, I was so mad when they didn't show what his true, his like the thing he really wanted was because it probably would have been really funny. He probably wasn't <laughs> drinking beer and hanging out with the unicorn or something. I, I did imp- I did appreciate the stuffed unicorn even though I have no idea what the fuck it is <laughs> for. Buddy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, I liked in, when at the end when Deadshot's daughters doing math with him and they're doing math in terms of how you would snipe somebody from really far away on top of a building and he doesn't bring it up it's not like him putting that forward (laughs) like they're doing a math question she's like so the hypotenuse is like if you were up here and you were going to shoot a guy on the ground (laughs) and he even has a moment of like well yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i guess that that's what works (laughs) yeah um so like and i you know off and on i appreciated margot robbie i I thought Mm. she was like she was definitely trying you know, I just don't know if there was a lot there there. Sometimes it felt like there was a shot like there she wasn't trying. Like she'd be like she'd have to make like some little extra joke and it was not Yes, and I felt like delivered the, with the full part of the character too was that like she like was like lots of irreverent jokes and that no one was laughing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think us as an audience were laughing, was laughing either. either and so it wasn't like haha, yeah. that's funny, but nobody else like Well, cuz none of the jokes were yeah. funny. Yeah. Cuz like the one and some of them aren't even jokes. Like, no. there's a moment where they're on the plane, and she's like looking out the window. She's like, "You guys seeing this?" Yeah. And no one reacts to her, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, because I think she's supposed to be she's supposed to be the annoying girl stereotype. I don't know. But she's also supposed to be the cool leader stereotype yeah. too. Because none of them really treat her like she's annoying. <laughs> I gotta give Jai Courtney credit. Uh huh. I liked him in here. He's Captain Boomerang. Yeah. I liked him. I liked him with his Aussie accent and his fucked up tooth. And like, I, I liked that he has played some of the worst characters yeah, and worst sucks. versions of characters. <laughs> and in here, I'm like, you are a likable guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked Captain Boomerang in here. He's not the best character. But I do like I do like what Jai Courtney did. I just want to point out that Jai Courtney played possibly the worst version of Kyle Reese in Terminator oh, Salvation, oh, oh, not Salvation, uh, Terminator Genesis, Genesis, Genesis yeah. or whatever it is. Because <laughs> it's spelled funny. Yeah. I, like, I I lost all faith in Jai Courtney at that point because I was like, whoa, this is, you, you guys done fucked this up completely. But then in here I was like, eh, good Aussie, you know, eh, it's fine. That's something I noticed with Margot Robbie is like, I think... Every once in a while, I felt like she would slip a yep. little into Australian <laughs> I, I, I felt like it was definitely slipping from the accent. Like there's the Harley Quinn oh, yeah. Yeah. leaning. She starts the movie off with that mm-hmm. accent, and then she does not. Well, it comes back sometimes, though. Yeah, it does. It just kind of like certain times when it's important. Yeah. Like when she has to say puddin', mm-hmm. it's back. <laughs> and then when she's just talking at the bar, it's oh. not. Which I can I'm okay with in some aspects because like it is a bit of an act. Yeah. Um, and when she reveals a bit more of like her more fragile real self, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that oh, part that of her character. That would be an interesting choice. I hope that's a. I hope that's a choice. That's the thing is like it doesn't come off as a clear enough decision. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's something that she does for Joker. It yes. seems like, except then, 
then there's never a moment where it's like she doesn't really like doing this because by the end of the movie she does still like doing it. Yes. So then it seems like it's just an accident or something. Yeah. Or she tried to do it and they were like, oh, don't talk like that the whole time maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we changed our mind. Yeah. And then I, I want to quickly talk about my biggest disappointment with the movie. Can I actually ask Sam to do a little bit more Captain Boomerang defense? Because um, I just want to I want to get in your brain a little bit. Okay, let me think about this. <laughs> Who else was even good in it besides him? Okay. I, I think Deadshot and Harley were both better than Boomerang. Harley sucks. I, th- I think Harley was not good. Deadshot's fine. Captain Boomerang is funny. He's funny. Uh, he's got wacky boomerangs. He... I call foul, sir. Why? What? He used like one boomerang. And it's he's like a drone, drone that gets destroyed he's immediately. He's got drone the knife boomerang. I wanted to see all kinds of cool trick boomerangs and, and he did not there's Live only there's so many characters. You can only do so many of the the cool thing of each character. But this is yeah. my problem. <laughs> yeah. My biggest disappointment was the fact that I was really into um Katana. Oh, Katana. Oh, I, I forgot she was even in the movie. Really <laughs> like she walked on set and I was like, yeah. yeah 48 minutes yeah, in. And then I wrote like, that down. She's late. <laughs> it's like she just strolls onto this she helicopter and on. nobody explains why? it. Why? <laughs> why is she there? How is she there? Yeah. And like, then she's just like hanging out with him at the bar and it's like, why are you here? You're not well, a bad also, guy. Her also her introduction is Rick Flagg talking for like five minutes straight, nonstop, <laughs> not letting anybody else talk, just say, This is Katana. Her husband's soul is in her sword. And if she kills you, your soul will be in her sword too. Yeah. And she slices you in half, so don't step out of line. She's working with me. It's like that was a really Whoa. good impression. <laughs> I've seen this movie three times. <laughs> well, that's also how he talks in every scene. He's like, her heart's out. She's vulnerable. <laughs> we can get her now. There's a great channel called Folding Ideas. If you haven't watched Folding Ideas, he's a yeah. he's an editor and he talks about editing. And he talked a about channel the on editing. YouTube. Yes, a, a yeah. channel on YouTube. Um, he talked about the editing of this movie and he's so dead on with every problem. Like one of them being like just eye trace is off for like in the opening shots. You're you're pushing in on uh, Blackgate Prison, I think, is what it is. No, uh, I wish that was the opening shot. Bell Reeve, we'll get to I think. Bell, yeah. Is it Bell Reeve? Okay, so he's, they're pushing in across a swamp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the text is in black mm-hmm. at the bottom among black stuff. And then it cuts and it's covered by even more black. Mm -hmm. So you can't like you are complete. You're completely unmoored from where you're supposed to be looking like Mm -hmm. this is one of the jobs of a good editor is to make sure, okay, the audience needs to be looking at this. If I cut here, that's going to cause a problem. Mm hmm. But even putting text in, why would you not put some text that people can read? Yeah. For a pretty it's easy long... to go, white. Oh, look, now yeah. people can read it. <laughs> for I mean, pretty they... long into the movie... Oh, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, no, I always interrupt you. So. For pretty long into the movie, I thought You guys that, are just too fucking polite. Yeah. Mike Barinholtz was playing a different police officer, and he was just somebody who looked like Ike Barinholtz in every different prison. <laughs> and it took me so long to realize that they were all in the same prison because all their cells looked totally different. Totally and the different. lighting was totally different and yeah. he was always in different clothes. And I was like, this is some kind of weird joke. Yeah. It's stupid. But He's I multiple man, except it. multiple man's Marvel. Yeah. They, <laughs> they organized that so weird too because they, they start with Will Smith and then they go to Margot Robbie and then it's like, the intro, and then that's Amanda my biggest Waller's... issue overall with the entire movie. Actually, <laughs> I like those intro scenes. I wonder if it was in their contracts or something. You know, I Will Smith is like, reshoot. I need to be. Yeah. Well, so this was edited by Ayer's editor, and then after the trailers were so successful, hmm. they gave it to the trailer company to cut. 
So this movie that we saw, the movie that we're all seeing, was cut by a trailer company, not by... Well, the I, music makes so much yes. sense. Right? Well, yes. I also, it, it, it was a, if I remember the timeline correctly, it is a mixture of they did an Ayers cut that didn't test well. Mm-hmm. So they did a trailer company cut that also did not test incredibly well, but did better. Mm-hmm. So they mixed the two. So it's an Ayers cut and a trailer company cut. And that's the one that tested well enough that this is the one they released. Oh, yeah. God, who do they test this on? That is, but it's also like, this is like classic Walter Murch, don't do that. Like, that is the, the, this is the Frankenstein's monster. So now it's not, it's not an action adventure film and it's not a comedy. It's this kind of weird musical music video thing for part of the time. And then other parts of the time, it's, 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 it's just the editing in this film. I agree, Matt, is the script isn't there either but there's there's a lot that's not there but like it looks good like it's a mm-hmm. good looking well produced movie which justice league is not i'm mm-hmm. good with the character designs too like these people yeah. all look like their characters well enough the costumes are good yeah i think i'm thinking across uh, the board enchantress i could yeah the, the, yeah, i don't know I what the her, fuck that's so grimy weird. one was really cool hmm? but I, I think her grimy look is really yeah. cool but yeah, when yeah, she's the in the mud and stuff cool. when she gets the, like, the cg she, she's like cg when she, yeah, yeah. CG yeah. when she has bad. the weird ghostly voice very weird voice like, yeah all that i love stuff. cara delvine and i'm like, I like her. what the hell is it? what are you doing that's one of those weird moments you cast someone and then like remove them from the movie essentially it's like why did you cast this person if you didn't want them to be them and you come up with all these cool visual like witch effects for yes. her to do and then you just turn her into like and the, yeah because that's CGI the thing too the first time thing. we see like the witch moment is like that a oh, really cool shot really cool. her Hell, hand grabs yeah, her hand great. and flips yeah. I was like yeah like the, watching it this, th- this third time I saw that shot and I was like is this movie better than I thought it was? <laughs> and no, but like that shot gave me more hope. Yeah. No, totally. Cause I was at the beginning and I was like, okay, the editing is bad at the beginning here. And I'm really not happy that we've gone through Amanda Waller's pitch mm-hmm. twice. Like she yeah. doesn't want it dinner. And I, I have that problem where I can't stand to listen to people eat or chew. Like oh, I, I it, it drives me crazy. Like it, it's why I can't do ASMR, like nothing. I, it, it's really horrible for me. But I'm listening. They're just sitting there talking about it. And I was like, really? Did you need to be eating for all of this? Cost four sex, huh? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You could have like you could have like dialed that up a bit to like to really get it like Amanda Waller's like she's bad lady. Yeah. Um, You could have done a Requiem for a Dream thing. But they didn't They didn't didn't do anything. But it was just Matt's like, what? Well, I was trying to. Yeah, I was trying to find that connection. (laughs) There's a point where Jennifer Connelly in Requiem for a Dream is talking to her therapist and they're ha- or they're having dinner, and he is just shoveling gotcha. food into his mouth. The food part. I thought you were talking yeah. about like a character. No, 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 no. Thing. Just the, like that sequence because they're making the. I mean, it's a very on the nose metaphor, but the yeah. idea is that he is devouring her. Right. Um. In these sessions, but anyway. Yeah. Um. I think yeah that that introduction twice makes that intro <laughs> feel even longer than it already is. Yeah. Because <laughs> she convinces the audience essentially, and she convinces these guys. And it cuts to whoever they are. Yeah, yeah. The she convinces, she convinces David Harbor and other man. David yeah. Harbor, um, that's his name. Damn it. Yeah, Stranger Things guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she convinces those two at dinner, and then the next thing is they're in a room, and he's like making her argument for her. Of like uh-huh. we need the to same assemble. Lines that she yes. Oh my god, my favorite part in this movie though is is in that scene where he he's talking about we need a contingency plan for mm-hmm. nukes in Korea, anthrax in our mail, and fluoride in our water. Does he say that? No, he yeah. says we have fluoride in our water. That's our contingency plan for cavities. <laughs> I think. I don't know. 
I couldn't. I couldn't I know, tell he which said, way. No, he it went. says we have contingencies for nukes in Korea, oh. uh, for whatever the second one was, and we have fluoride in our water. It's not a well-written line. No, I didn't even pick up on that. But that's <laughs> very bad. <laughs> and it took me a minute. I didn't catch what oh. happened afterwards because I had to process what he said. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, oh okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I just kind of thought about that. I think cavity. I thought about that the whole rest of that scene when they were in there. So I have really no idea what they were talking Maybe about. Maybe he's like the head of dentistry for the U.S. and yeah. he's like, "This is the thing he really cares about." Yeah. If dental, if if it's tooth decay, it's too bad. Yeah. We're gonna have to call in our own Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she though? Who's Amanda Waller? I don't know. I mean, she's she's in the comics, isn't she? Oh yeah, I mean, I know who she is in the what comics, is her but if you don't role? know that, yeah, she's just sort of government lady. Yeah, you know, black ops government lady is what I sort of took away from it. I love yeah. the actor. Like yeah. again, Viola Davis. Uh-huh. Viola Davis. I love Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. I, ever since I think she was in Solaris, uh, um, uh, Soderbergh's remake of Solaris, which is not a great film, but I loved her in it. And it, it, there's. I don't know. It, there's so many good actors. David Harbour yeah, is a yeah. really good actor. And so I was like, oh, God, this cast. In terms of tr- like the character to comic book comparison, a lot of the characters are very well done. Based like on the most Waller. recent like comic versions, right? No, Amanda Waller's, this version of Amanda Waller is much more true to the original version of her because in the new one, in the old one, she's like a middle-aged lady. Okay. And in the new one, now she's like young and sexy. Gotcha. And, um, but like Deadshot is just about right. Killer Croc is like perfect. So. Right. I don't feel like he's perfect, but whatever. <laughs> I think he's. Per- I think in a Batman movie, he'd be really cool. He might feel pop like out of the sword and beat up Batman. I just feel like personally, I took every line he was saying as a white guy writing a black character. Well, also it's mixed, so you can't understand any. Of it, the you can't he's understand saying. anything he says, but every time he does speak, yeah, it's like shorty. Give me B E T. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. a weird one. Yeah, that was. Weird. I was just Whoa. like, why is every line he like every line he says. If I heard like a white friend of mine say it, I'd be like, "Oh, dude, hey. yeah. that's a weird stereotype you're leaning into." Same with Diablo too. Diablo yeah, yeah. is the same thing. Yeah, like they. I mean, to be fair, part of that is the racism of the police, the guards' character. Right. Uh, uh, but like, yeah. for no, for <laughs> yes. no reason other than we Let's don't make want him you to racist. like this character. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't agree with any of those choices. I'm just saying that's very clearly like why they're doing it is to. Like, the, yeah, he says, put down your burrito. Yes. He says, hey, S.A., put down your burrito. Right. There's like a string of things he says all in a row there that I'm like, each one kept knocking me back. I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus. There's no, there's no, it doesn't even, it doesn't even make, there's no point no. for this except so we don't like him. Right. But he never gets his comeuppance. No. Nope. No. Like, we're made to not like him so that if anything bad happens to him, we don't care. And then, so they show the Joker, like, pulls him into a back room and threatens him. Mm-hmm. So he'll get like his phone to Harley, and so he does that, and then Harley's like, "Oh, you're so screwed." And that doesn't mean anything because we never see <laughs> yeah. him again. Yeah, and he never gets killed. He never like he hands her that phone, and he's and he's in front of all he's those in front soldiers. of like a thousand. <laughs> he's like, "The Joker gave you this phone." I don't know why. There's, so there's, there's literally like fifty soldiers around him, and he's like, "The Joker said to give you this, <laughs> this big pink phone." Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like it, it, it feels like a film written in six weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it also feels like a bad video game plot. Yeah, yeah. Like from the moment they're in that city, it is such like a video game setting because like, 
okay, so this road's just randomly blocked off with mm-hmm. burning cars yeah. and a large truck. Guess we can't go that way. We got to go this way. <laughs> oh, but the monsters are all coming over that wall. And it just felt very much like I was playing a bad video game. And yeah. I didn't even get to play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was watching somebody else play all a bad video game. And then, then Deadshot yeah. got his alt and just like destroyed everyone in one move. <laughs> yeah. and the objective for their mission was very st- I did not understand. Like, it seemed like the objective for their mission was to go extract Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know that. But it was a twist, I guess. Because yeah, they was... are told, you have to go rescue someone super important, not going to tell you who. Yeah. And so they show up, and they're like, this guy better cure cancer. And then it's And Viola it's her, Davis. yeah, who's been, like, instructing them the whole time. And they're, but they're, they, they, like, go through all this rigmarole to walk her to the roof. Yeah. I felt very similar that, like, why helicopter. didn't she just go to the roof and get extracted? Yeah, and she had a bunch of people who she could have given guns to. Or yeah, but then she murdered them all. all of them. Like, yeah. use them as human shields, because if your worry is that, like, there's monsters in the building that you can't get to the roof, one, it seemed like you were, like, next to the roof. Yeah, just say, hey, like, helicopter, I'm going to be on the roof in five minutes. Yeah. Just wait there for me. Hey, uh, minions, <laughs> form a circle around me. You were yeah. my human shield as on the way out of this building. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get any... Like, the main plot of this movie is so, so poorly constructed of the part of Enchantress turning bad for some reason, running away. To build her well, weapon. Her heart kind of controls her, yeah, but apparently not. Yeah. Her turning bad also was very confusing because they played that like it was a twist kind of too because mm-hmm. they were in the subway tunnel and she had the big bomb. But we don't know why she was in the subway <laughs> what tunnel. What did she have the big so bomb good. for? It was to, okay, so. Wait, Sarah's got this. Yeah. I got this. I don't. I this it's very dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, the first weird thing is like she could have she could have left at any time, but she chooses to go down to the subway for some reason to leave. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they, she has like unlimited power, infinite teleportation, teleportation yeah. power. So yeah. they're so her brother gets resurrected um, because they're just keeping all these idols in you know a closet. Uh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. she she resurrects her brother, and then um, they she waits until they get down to the subway, and then uh, Rick Flag is like, "You're the only person that can get close to him," and then gives her hands her a bomb, sets it for two oh. seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the most ridiculous oh. part too. She was supposed to jump to him and blow him up. Yes. Oh, is that? What? I had that out of order in my head. I thought that. Why too. did they reveal that part like at the end of the movie? That that was the flat. They flashed back to that happening at the end of the movie. Yeah, they Why? flashed back to the exact same scene, and well, then because they, they, add, they like, have to shot. show you that the bomb is in the train tunnel. But I'm, I, I wait. I swear Why to that God, have been earlier in the movie. Though? I, I swear, know. I thought she disappeared and then got her brother. She disappears twice. But she disappeared, got her brother, and then the bomb thing. happened. I believe so because. First yeah, she, like, and then she comes. Mm. Oh, so she disappears the... in the scene where where Rick Flag is eating chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's when she comes back. So is that what it is? well, no. she's like lying in bed or something. So like that? that's the first no, time. No, she makes her brother right. Yes. So she she right. while Rick Flag is eating chicken, uh, <laughs> she she escapes Carla Delevingne or like the yeah. June whatever her name June is Moon. uh and the and best, goes the best uh the best archaeologist ever cuz she just picks <laughs> the thing up and pops his head right off <laughs> <laughs> anyway yep. okay so she she goes in and frees her brother and is like talking to her brother um in the subway station and is like uh t- 
giving some weird, ba- giving some backstory, like, oh, the humans are... The humans, are... they worship machines now, yeah. so I'm going to so make gonna a machine build a that machine. will destroy all of them. So yeah. then she goes back to June, and then they go to the subway. Okay. But all of this happens in, like, big, literally five minutes. A big comical... Well, no, it doesn't happen in five minutes because it happens, then he attacks the subway, then the whole movie happens, they find the bomb in the sub... No. No. She disappears, but then they flash back to right before she disappears, and then he's handing her the bomb. No, no, and no. And then it shows no. the same no, scene. No, no, no. It's no, no, like no. really... It is very brief. But okay, they, look. They go to the subway tunnel in the beginning as well this with movie the bomb. Is, oh, they the, just show the same thing twice? Yeah. They do. They yeah. show it's a flashback. slightly longer oh. version of it, I think, later on in the movie, but yes. it's... The same thing. There are four oh. smart people in this room that cannot track <laughs> what happened. One of us has seen it three times. <laughs> also, it is the main bad thing that happens yeah. in the movie. And I, yeah, I think I like looked away for a second and missed the, all of it. I may have yeah. done that too. I, it's very possible that I looked down or looked over or just Abby came I up to me and I pat her on the head. Well, and think, then yeah. It's also this movie is cut so poorly in so many ways that like it's cutting between scene to scene so quickly and expects you to follow it, but within those scenes isn't giving you the visual cues to know what's actually happening. It's like, show her face, show his face, show a bomb, show a subway tunnel, scene over, mm-hmm. and you're like, so they, what they, what they do? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I feel like they're doing that too because it doesn't make any sense because cause it, cause it goes on further because cause Enchantress laughs, hands him the bomb yes. that he's set for two seconds. But he knows presumably, not make it blow up or he, he turned it off or something. Yeah, and you then don't see him deactivate it, but he like... just leaves it there. <laughs> Which he actually says later. He's like, I left a bomb down in that tunnel last week. Yeah. It's like, It wasn't why? even evacuated yet. No. A huge bomb set for two Because just... <laughs> that was also before it was flooded. I don't know when it got flooded. Yeah, but at either. some point it flooded. Just that one and subway tunnel. Too. And then he was like, we need the Navy SEALs. And there were fucking Navy SEALs there. Okay. Where did they come okay. from? This, this little subplot, I needed to deconstruct a little bit okay. because we have to think about all of these pieces. <laughs> we don't need to try and make sense of them because they, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. But okay, so one, leaves the bomb in the tunnel for some reason because at this point, there's still humans around. There shouldn't be well, a bomb just left in a tunnel. Also one is his plan is to his plan is horrible. Yes. Just to give the big bomb to her and make her blow up her brother. <laughs> With two <laughs> seconds <laughs> left. Okay. Why not? So, Ten. Has a bad plan. Has a bad bomb plan. In the, tunnel. the next thing we know, we, we don't even really get to if if they had showed him dropping that bomb and running away, sure. <laughs> he just stands there with it. Like he stands there, he holds it, he's like, and then it cuts away. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know. In our heads, he probably took that he bomb with him. Blown up or something. <laughs> yeah. But then we get when we are actually in the city, we're like going around, and he mentions like, "Oh, I left that bomb down in that tunnel last week," and everyone, no one bats an eye. Like, yeah. did you say you left the bomb? Um, but then they're like, it's a flooded tunnel, so we need the Navy SEALs, who I guess these soldiers who have been with us the entire time Are. also brought air tanks just in case. Mm-hmm. So now they have those things, yep. and they need to go uh, scuba diving with Killer Croc, who doesn't really do much except for punch one or two bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then we never address the fact that those Navy SEALs definitely sacrificed themselves. Why? Clint Eastwood's son. Oh, because it was set he for He sets the seconds. bomb above his head. Did he know? Yeah. It set for two seconds. <laughs> it's got a big number two <laughs> on it. But he oh, sets no. it there and they're like, all right, do it. And he goes, boop. And it just, kaboom. <laughs> and we never, after that moment, we never address the fact that those Navy SEALs are dead. Yeah. 
that like obviously Killer Croc got out because we fine. see him later. He's fine. So he was just like, okay, bye bye. <laughs> just watched it all happen. Yeah. But also, he didn't know us for two seconds. In that for moment, sure. Diablo gets blown up. Maybe they leave it open for him to be alive. But still, we though. there's never a hint. He's in his god form, which we didn't know he had until not at that, that point. No, not at, at that, that point. point. He's laying underneath him because he uh, lost all his power. He's, he's laying fine. in there. He's, he's like, fine. do it, do <laughs> it. Yeah, they're he's fine. very resilient, as evidenced by all their helicopter crashes. He's a god. My if friend, he was okay, they need to allude to that at the end. No. Show him. Show a little flame show up in someone's cell, and they're like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just got tired of showing everything. Yeah. They <laughs> forgot. Like, they had a big checklist of everything they needed to show. Like, the old but, Diablo's dead, so move on. Yeah. The bomb is classic DC Cinematic Universe shit. Like, remember the boxes that they just, oh, yeah, we forgot. We were supposed to protect the box. Well, the, <laughs> the, the, the bomb is that way. Her heart's that way. They cut out her heart, yeah. and then Boomerang finds it under a bench later yep. on. Yeah. And they're like, wasn't that the most important thing in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> like,. Which like, uh, it's it's very much the same as Justice League, where like the boxes are the most important thing in the movie, and then but, they leave it on a car to be stolen. But at least in in Suicide Squad, they're a bunch of dummies, and in Justice League, <laughs> it's like true. the smartest man in the world <laughs> and the fastest man in the world, and, and a robot, woman, <laughs> an immortal woman, and they're like, and the greatest detective in the world. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh whoa, shit, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> There's the bad guy, yeah. and he's just like, woo, and we're like, whoa, what? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and then God. and then with the heart too, like like the the contingency plan is to stab the heart, but but like Deus Ex Machina, you know, Enchantress escapes. Like the heart is supposed to control her. It Viola never Deus once is, does. No, yeah, it doesn't. It, it like just hurts makes her, her. Sick and sad. Right, but like even at the point. Which I guess, like, at one point, Viola Davis alludes to the fact that she liked watching her do this. Like, she liked watching her create this army because she wanted to militarize it, I guess. Right. So I think the reason she doesn't just destroy the heart and kill her is because she likes what's happening a little bit. But at a certain point, you could maybe hurt the heart a little bit more than just stabbing it with a pencil. If she's taking over an entire city. Oh, I think yes. there is that point where you, any good leader, would look at that and go, oh, okay, fuck it. And it's yeah. dead. Well, but Sorry. the other thing, when she stabs the heart, um, after after Enchantress goes rogue, like, uh, Enchantress goes to her brother and she says, save me, as though she's dying. Yes. As though Viola Davis has destroyed the, like, landed a killing blow. Yes. So, like, her, so that, that idea of It was her, all very confusing. Yeah, like, the idea I, of her yeah. like leaving her alive doesn't really work there because because Enchantress has to go to her brother to like save her through some yeah. m- mechanism of orange uh, yeah. fire. I also have a whole problem with the basis of Enchantress and her brother's characters because we see we see that like her brother is some random dude in a subway bathroom that she possesses, and he keeps that same dopey he keeps face the same face. Like guy. the the demon brother well, looks the same way. She keeps Kara well, right, a big monster, but this though. is mm-hmm. this is my, part of my concern is. If Enchantress is like a same sort of possessing thing, does June exist? Is there a June? Is this person that Rick Flagg is in love with just a fake thing that Enchantress is putting on? Is this a woman that was previously possessed by Enchantress? I don't know who that character is well Well, enough to know. Didn't she kill the guy? But she like used his body. Well, yeah, but he he and then he no. rolled up into a bunch of other guys, and they all turned yeah, this into yeah. Like, but oh. I, I that was my main thing of like okay, so that that makes me think was she previously just a woman that Enchantress possessed and took over? 
Well, they have Jimin? like the whole hand, hand thing. There's like a. But it seems a... like that's a power that's within her. I don't know. It's oh, not very clear. I think the implication is that she has Enchantress inside of her, and they yeah. switch back and forth, They're which sharing. doesn't, and it has no continuity with how her brother. Right, because her brother like needs a dead body to possess to take over a whole new. Yeah. I don't know. We could uh, we could probably go on about the rules of what they did and did not. Uh, it's, yeah, the yeah. rules don't matter. No. Well, it's also that thing of like when you bring so many different little comic book characters together that have different rules within them. Like Justice League and Marvel movies, kind of like have to walk this line very carefully. Of like the rules of a Thor comic are way different from like the rules well, of an Iron Man comic. It's a, lot a of little times. bit different with Marvel because they yeah. were specifically made in the comic books to exist in the same world. Yes. And DC ones are just a conglomeration of different companies that they bought along the way. Yeah. yeah. And especially the way the movies are handled sometimes of like the Dark Knight movies are handled so mm-hmm. realistically yeah. that if you tried to introduce Superman into that universe, it would be very, very strange. Well, and that's what Christopher Nolan always said and why yeah. he didn't want to yeah. make, I'm sorry. Yeah. I still think why it was a good didn't... idea that was a possible possibility to do that. But... I do agree that it would have been very, very weird. Well, you know what? We've been talking for a long time. Yeah. So I I need to move this on and sort of ask each of you how you could or would fix this if it was possible. Sam, you're shaking your head. I think that this movie was really bad and shitty. But I think that if these characters have been pre-established in other movies, that would have gone a super long way into cutting down on the amount of having to introduce them, cutting down on the fact that you don't care about any of them because you would bring those emotions with you into other into this movie from other movies. Um, so they should have just been more patient, which is what they should be with all of their movies, and make because uh, like Wonder Woman, I think doesn't suffer from this problem because it is an origin story, a true so origin many, story. Yeah. yeah, and that's like well, it's one of, of the reasons Man of Steel isn't horrible. Yeah, right. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to see another origin story, but like you have to have some basis for this kind of storyline where you have the worst of the worst. You have to have an actual universe around them that you are comparing them to instead of just like throwing them out there. Because we haven't seen Batman fight anyone yeah. aside from <clears throat> Superman. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what his rogues gallery is in this yeah. universe. So we don't know. Well, you're supposed to, I think, assume it's the same one from the comic books, which you're supposed to know a bunch about because this you're movie was right. made for people who already like the comic books, I guess. I mean, I feel like of all of them, Batman is the one with, is probably the comic book character with the most pop culture uh what's the word I'm looking for here is is the most embedded in the pop culture. So like a rogues gallery, you could almost ask anyone who's Batman's arch nemesis. They're probably going to come up with the Joker, the Riddler, you know, right. But But that's the problem is this movie is, but it's a good point. (laughs) Yes. This movie is those like everyone below that level of common knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're completely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they make a little too much. They should have made a Batman movie where he fights the Joker and Harley Quinn. Maybe Killer Croc pops up in it, and like that would have almost been enough. If you know who those characters are, the yeah. Joker and Harley Quinn, then to see them in a different context would have been more interesting than seeing the Joker as almost like a good guy, I guess. Did he push her out of the helicopter on purpose, or yeah. was he trying to it's, save her? I thought he, he got blown back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I guess just make more more movies and be more... Patient. I Be think. More patient. I think patience is a is a really important thing that yeah. DC and 
Warner Brothers need to hear. Yeah, you can't deconstruct things until you've constructed you've made them. something. Yeah, that was a really good point you brought up earlier about like all of their bases for their characters that they've been leaning on are like the end of Batman and the mm-hmm. end, like the death of Superman and like when these characters are old and grizzled and tired of being their characters and it's like okay, but why like we don't want to see that or no. if we do, we want to see it five movies. We want to see the other stuff first. And we were me, Rachel was talking about why the DC TV shows are so much better and why Marvel can't really get a TV show going. And I think, like, DC has this great advantage where they have so many better villains, in a way, because their villain, like, Marvel villains are always like, society sucks, man. <laughs> or, like, you're fighting against yourself, in a way, or you're fighting against another hero. But DC has, like, the boomerang guy and the clock guy. And Captain Cold. The hat guy <laughs> and Captain Cold and shoots fire at you guy. So they can make infinite movies with all these different bad guys who are interesting and I mean, more interesting. I mean, the Adam West Batman. They have like a different villain every week. Yeah, you got Egghead. Make it Egghead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's bring back a make CGI a Vincent King. Price. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, King Tut. Remember King Tut? King Tut yeah. movie. So they have all this raw material. They just don't – I don't know why they don't know what they're doing with it. But Well, then plus they – I think they – also, when they choose their big bads correctly, in quotes, they don't use them like Doomsday. Or like Lex Luthor. Oh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor and Doomsday are huge bad guys in the yeah. comics. And like the fact that Doomsday is what it takes to defeat Superman is such a big deal in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, it's he just happens to be ever there. Fights. Yeah. 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 Like he just happens to be around. And like a weird creation that gets accidentally yeah. made. Yeah, and well, like yeah. that was one of the the big issues with Wonder Woman too was the villain mm-hmm. at the end. I think most superhero movies suffer when it comes to the villain. Yeah, well, I think except for the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, except those movies because those are like your gimmick villain who has a plan. Well, so another thing is that DC movies are DC comics are much more like puzzles, sort of, where the hero is trying to figure out how to use his powers against this villain's plot to get the right outcome like the flash is like figuring out the physics behind stuff or wonder woman's like figuring out how to use the tools at her disposal so it's like uh to have a big monster that you're just punching at the end of the movie kind of misses the point of the appeal of a lot of these characters who are like having to use their brains and their really weird powers to do really weird things yeah sarah how would you fix this i think we've basically touched on all the stuff like Hire a different editor, write a different script in longer than six weeks. Have more patience. Um, keep keep your actors. You know, mm-hmm. the actors were great. Yeah, yeah, yep. It was I interesting rarely, people doing boring things. I very okay. rarely fault the actors in anything, like at this level. Like, yeah. I mean, I fault Jared Leto for being a prick. Well, yeah, but that, yeah. But not as a human. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm the opposite. I think I'm t- I tend to be a lot more lenient to, like, non-actors. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, in terms of, like, at this level, I'm not going to say an actor ruined a movie. Like, I, at this level, I'm putting that on producers and writers and directors. Like, these actors are all good. They're yeah. all good actors. If you give them good material, you'll get good stuff back. That's yes. my feel, my take on it. Yeah, anyway. I don't. There's nobody that really in this movie that I watch and blame the actor. What or about like, Rick Flag? Rick Flag oh, was, he was supposed, supposed to... to be Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> he tries to be Tom Hardy. <laughs> well, Rick Flag was supposed to be Tom Hardy, and then there was rumors that when Tom Hardy dropped out, because apparently Tom Hardy was like 
read a script and was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but then the rumor was Jake Gyllenhaal was going to be Rick Flagg. Oh, God. He was like the next in line after Tom Hardy. Huh. I but don't know. now the rumor is Jake Gyllenhaal is going to replace Ben Affleck. Be Batman. Uh, ba- Batman. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, again, like that doesn't make sense in my brain as like it, the visuals of that don't line up. But I also was one of those people who, when they announced Heath Ledger as the Joker, I was like, ha, 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 that's yeah. the worst idea I've ever I heard. I was one of the yeah. naysayers about Heath Ledger and yeah. the Joker. And then when I saw oh, it, I was like, oh, my God. Man, we could have had a Brokeback Reunion Batman movie. Whoa, that would have been crazy. Oh, that would have been weird. <sighs> yeah. Would have made a lot of sense, kind of. R.I.P. Matt, how would you fix this movie? Uh, or you with Sarah, we've sort of done it. We've talked about a lot of it. And I even briefly, I think, touched on my main thing that I want to lob out of this movie is the first two scenes <laughs> with Deadshot and Harley. Yeah. There's this movie opens on the introduction of Deadshot in his jail cell, then it cuts to a different song and a different scene of Harley in a different kind of jail cell, uh, and introduces her in a little weird way, and then cuts to some cars pulling up to a restaurant with Viola Davis getting out and walking in. And narrating. And narrating. That is where the movie should start in mm-hmm. my head. The movie should start with cars coming down the street. You get the Suicide Squad logo, maybe like whatever. I don't care where that goes. Uh, <laughs> but like the cars pull up to the re- that and then you start hearing this narration. Like, mm-hmm. Agree, because she's setting up the world. She's setting yeah. up the world. And in five minutes, she tells us all about Deadshot. And we get to see yeah, you cool go back. Like, things of him taking people out. And we get to see Harley Quinn. And so these characters that she's introducing us and those guys to... We already met. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you like bump into someone outside of like, in like you're in office building on a way to an interview. You bump into a guy in the hallway and you're like, hey, what's up? And then you go in and he's the guy interviewing you and you're like, oh, hey, we already met, dude. What's up? <laughs> like, that's how I feel about this. It's like, no, I already know those guys. You don't, you can skip them. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> tell me about this boomerang guy. I already know that guy. Uh, um, tell me about Slipknot. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> tell me use about. your time to tell me about Slipknot. We blew past when she's standing next or in front of the big computer screen with all their faces on it and then Slipknot's there and you have not been introduced to Slipknot <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. His introduction is like Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. And I was like, <laughs> but so slowly. Really? He does do a pretty good job climbing. But so those slowly. Walls. Better than anybody he else goes, could do. <laughs> and then he stops for like five seconds. It's like, he's got to shoot his other one. <laughs> yeah, he's like a really slow Spider Man. Well, um, that's DC. Yeah, but like. Slow Spider Man. <laughs> so, but uh, that yeah. would be my main thing. Would be cut. Like, honestly, I've seen the extended cut of this movie as well, and it's oh. not any better. It, no, it's 10 minutes longer, right? It's 10 minutes no. longer, maybe 20 minutes longer. And I feel like it's, the way I described it was that it's like when you watch the extended cut of like Knocked Up or something and they just added in stuff that was clearly cut out for a reason, but they just wanted to offer you an extended version of this. And I think that was their way of getting people to buy the DVD of like, hey, you might not like this in theaters, but give it another shot. It's different now. Mm-hmm. And it's not that different. There's like a couple extra Harley Joker scenes, which I think was also trying to appease people, mm-hmm. but they're not good. Um, if anything, they're worse as far as their relationship dynamic is concerned. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of those movies that I watch and I want to try and edit my own version of because I, I mean, I need, I would need more footage. Yeah. yeah. Like, There's a lot of them standing in one place. For... Yes. But I feel like there are so many seeds throughout this movie of something better mm-hmm. Yeah, that I don't like, I don't know. Like, maybe that David Ayer cut was great. 
And maybe the trailer company is the one who messed it all up. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll never see that original version. But I, yeah, I think you have to go really, really far back in this process to actually fix it, like Sarah said. But if you were going to do a quick fix to at least make the first few minutes more enjoyable, just cut off the first few minutes. I, the, the edit is is really a problem here, but I can't tell how much of that is like, buried in the screenplay and the production like mm-hmm. I, I don't know for sure so I mean to me I would say yeah I'd like to see David Ayer's cut like or his editor's cut because this feels like a person who's only cut music videos and trailers cut this thing mm-hmm. and it's jarring it's hard to watch uh, and it's generally disappointing because there is there was enough in here that I actually enjoyed at times and wanted to actually see more of like Katana. Like I, I'm interested in that character. I keep forgetting and I, she's yeah, I know, yeah. but I liked her. She was very good when she was on screen. And was she there so her sword could be there to save the day? Is that the only reason she was there? Did her sword save the day? Wasn't Harley the one Quinn that sliced the heart her, out? Yeah, Harley Quinn slices her heart out. Oh, geez, heart yeah. out with her sword. Yeah, which for I don't. You don't see her drop her sword. It's just there. Yeah, you also don't see her ever have the heart. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, you see her like grabbing like, and goes, we her. got it. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah, the heart's out. Very weird. Um, so I think really in editing a lot was or a lot was missed when it was shooting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess if I really have to be truthful, it needs to go back to the screenplay. And you need to give it more than six weeks. You, you need this is like any other movie. You you can't rush these things this way, especially this something that is quite complicated like this yeah. is a this that is also a, makes me wonder though about that david ayer cut of like is was that script 30 40 pages longer than what we see on the screen right like did the edit really cut out just like just like go in with giant fists ripping out parts of this movie to like make it get faster and move along i don't know like because <laughs> I, I i i find it hard to believe that some of those things would have been missed in the script and the shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel like things that were cut for time. It's impossible to know. It is. Yeah. Oh, maybe there's a director's commentary. That'd be interesting. Oh. Ooh, I doubt they'd let it him do that. too sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all that said, that everything that we've said about this movie, I really can't hate it. Like, the way that I hated Justice League and the way that I, I do find Batman Superman... mind-bogglingly bad decisions yeah like this i'm just like i think there were some missed opportunities here it at least makes sense that somebody someone's brain thought of this movie yes batman vs superman it doesn't make sense that someone's brain thought of that (laughs) i will never watch that movie again no no like no every memory of it (laughs) it's awful every memory of that it exists in my brain is so strongly negative (laughs) that like as much as this movie feels like assaulting to watch because Uh it is just like beating you in the face with like here's a song here's a song here's a song here's this guy Mm -hmm. it's just like it's unpleasant but it's not draining yeah 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 and batman superman is just exhausting Mm -hmm. you're making me want to watch this movie it's two and and a half hours long it's worth watching once because it's fucking weird (laughs) that being said I'm going to rate this thing, honestly, ah, I even hate to do it this badly, but I'm going to give it a two on my scale, which I rate all of my films as categorically like Storms, and uh, this is a two. It was badly edited, and Mm. that sort of fucked it up. Isn't a two good on your scale? Yeah, because a one is is fine. 
So this isn't that bad of a movie. No, I, no. I, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie at times, yeah. um, even though there was a lot that was like, I felt like there's more wrong with it. And it just, again, missed opportunities. And I don't know what happened with that edit, but it's not good. But it mm-hmm. it it didn't offend me the way Justice League offended me, frankly. Justice League viscerally upset me that like how dare you show this to people how dare you you put keep this that up? in a box yeah and you bury it like this is not appropriate for me to pay eight to ten dollars to go see yeah. at the movies it should like, be a movie that in like 50 years people are like they made that last justice league movie yeah it's locked in the vault like the uh the the, the that uh roger corman's fantastic four yeah, yeah. That, there should be a documentary about this justice league movie in 50 years yeah it's like, like the, some people saw it yeah <laughs> like this is that is a cat- catastrophe of a movie in my opinion like yeah. i in watching the movie, I was like, "Oh wow, this is terrible." <laughs> the first, the second it started, you went, "Oh!" <laughs> when you saw Henry Cavill's face. Oh pop yeah. Up. Oh, when, okay. oh yeah. That no. cell phone footage of him turning around and he so, he smiles, and you're like, "Oh!" <laughs> His mouth is like, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what happened?" And that's the first thing you show an audience. <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Another bad decision on DC Warner Brothers part. Of yeah. Like, Let's put in this thing that is so unnecessary to the movie, <laughs> yeah, but will make everyone dislike it. Yeah. Matt, how would you rate Suicide Squad? On the possessed mushroom puppet scale, it's going to be a two out of five for enjoyment. Uh, and I think you've seen this movie, maybe with the exception of Super Mario Brothers, more times than anything else you've seen on this podcast. That might be true. <laughs> but yeah, it gets a two just because... It's really bad. It's <laughs> but you do it five is the best. Right? Five is the best. Yeah, it's yeah ours like, are inverted. It's like a five star system essentially, sure. but not because it's different. It's possessed mushroom puppets. Possessed mushroom puppets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But I never would have watched it again had we not done it for the podcast. Sure. Okay. Sarah. Yeah, I have two scales. I have uh, hearts, which is how much it made me feel good and have like heart warm heart feelings and then i have uh creepy hands from manos uh the more creepy hands the i think it's oh now i'm second guessing myself i think it's the more creepy hands the better made i think it is yeah is it, oh, you're evaluating on it as a piece of art yeah, yeah. like yeah. weird and yeah. artsy or something like yeah that. well it was yeah. just like the craftsmanship yeah okay. the craftsmanship okay. and i'd say that i rate the craftsmanship as a two Ooh. two creepy hands because i i don't know it's just the edit is so bad and it's so obviously bad the writing is so bad, it's so obviously bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the CG is bad. It's just, it's like you got these stellar actors and you just made a, a terrible movie. Yeah. And two, I, I also give it a two on my heart scale because I, I don't know, maybe a three. It's, I've been waffling between two and three uh, because there's a lot of potential. Uh, for these characters, uh, given the right script, <laughs> if given uh, another movie, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's fair. Yeah, and I and I like the actors, and I like seeing Carol Delevingne and and things. Uh, but yeah, so probably a three. Three hearts. All right, Sam. Uh, my scale is the European toilet scale. So in Europe. And here, places in America too. There's one button for when you pee, and one button for when you poop, and it's different flush levels. Uh, and in my scale, you can flush as many times as is required to get the movie to go down. Um, I'm gonna rate it one poop flush. 
because it just was dumb and stupid. And it could have been, it had so much potential. And it had a great Captain Boomerang and it had a great <laughs> Killer Croc. So you make a Flash movie about Captain Boomerang and the rest of the rogues fighting Flash, and I would be there for that. But this movie is just like putting the cart before the horse and squandering anything that it had going for it. So one poop flush. Which right. is much less than creatures, it, things. What's that movie called? Things. 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 Yes. Which is one pea flush. Yeah. Oof. It's much better than, it's much worse than things. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So it becomes apparent what you value. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need some heart in my movie. This one doesn't have any heart in it at all. It this had a heart. This. It, it did have a heart. Yeah. It literally had a heart, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, things might have too when that guy got eaten. That's possible. Yeah. Sam, at this point, we need to talk about what we would recommend. If you were going to watch Suicide Squad, but then you found out that someone was going to watch Suicide Squad, and then you told them, well, actually, instead, <laughs> okay. maybe you should watch this. I have the perfect thing. What would I don't want be? you to do it in that tone, though, because that tone sounded very condescending. Which one? Though, well, actually, well, what yeah. you should be watching. <laughs> um, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is our segment called Real Good. Sam, what is real good? So... Uh, if you want a DC-based story about a bunch of weirdos who get together and form an unlikely partnership to save the world from uh, gods from another dimension, then you should read Grant Morrison's mega series, The Seven Soldiers of Victory. It's about seven totally unconnected superheroes from all the different like space, street level, uh, magic, all the different like types of superhero stories there are basically and their lives kind of intermingle through them discovering this conspiracy from another dimension and then they all kind of come together at the end and accidentally save the world together <laughs> and it's what I think the first Grant Morrison book I ever read and it was just it's just like meta and cool and it plants the seed for you to be like oh who's this guy I want to read more about him oh who's this guy I want to read more about him which is one of my favorite things about like falling into the superhero rabbit hole hmm. is picking up these threads and like figuring out that's a way there. to do it too with if instead of <clears throat> building it up from the origin stories you could mm-hmm. um, yeah you could kind of like generate interest and then yeah which is something that Justice League tried to do a little bit, I think. It has some sprinklings of the movie. has some sprinklings of, like, you see the Green Lanterns, and you're supposed to be like, oh, who are they? They're cool. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. But, yeah, this this has origin stories and all kinds of, like, baked-in DC past, and it takes – it, like, le- eases you into it in a way that makes it a really good introduction into that world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sarah, Um. what's real good? If you want to see a movie with kind of like bad guys um, doing their thing <laughs> and a group of them, I'm trying to figure out. And there's hmm. like some strong female characters. Uh, I I just saw I just recently watched Kill Bill, mm. and I would so I would suggest Kill Bill. Excellent. Yeah, Matt. Uh, it's one is, of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's two movies, but one of my favorite. I, I like them both. They're both good. Mine is when you actually. Uh, mentioned earlier uh, i was going to recommend uh the youtube channel folding ideas oh excellent yeah he has a fantastic i think it's like 30 minute long video breaking down uh many of the problems with suicide squad (laughs) and like you'll probably hear like a lot of my arguments and probably some of nick's too are like slightly inspired by his because we both watched that video and it's a really good he makes a lot of good points and he i want to recommend his channel not just that video because he is someone that i always 
tend to agree with on a lot of movie ideas because he looks at them from a very like let's break this down and talk about why it doesn't work not mm-hmm. just like a very reactive kind of voice yeah like, he doesn't rant no like he's just like and that's the impressive thing too is like his mm-hmm. suicide squad video is very like edited but I th- he i think after he does some like vlog style uh reviews like after he saw justice league he put up a vlog called justice league i didn't hate it um where he it's like a 25 minute video and it's not edited, if I remember correctly. It's just him talking for 25 minutes, but he's very eloquent and just to the point and doesn't ramble and doesn't rant and rave and try to convince you of anything, really. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, very clear with his opinions and backs up everything he says. Uh, so, yeah, he's one of those people uh, that I tend to, like, I don't watch a lot of movie review stuff on YouTube, but he is someone that I always feel comfortable watching and even when I disagree with him, yeah. I see his argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not really in your face. No. He's, he's... He used to be a little bit more because he used to have a puppet that he would talk with instead oh, of... Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like, his older videos are him with a puppet. Like, now he has doing... a cat. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a normal human now. Yeah. Um, but he used to do videos as a puppet, and then I think he got tired of doing that, so he just talks to the camera now. Hmm. Sweet. Well, My Real Good is a film from the late 80s, uh, which is about... a bunch of bank robbers so i had been racking my brain for good movies about the bad guys uh that makes you kind of feel good and this is a movie that was shot in Ravalli county actually which is hmm. right near where all of us live um and it is called disorganized crime and it stars lou diamond phillips uh fred gwynn who was uh, herman munster and the, <laughs> i love fred gwynn. yeah um write this down and uh it's it's a really. F- That's a. Are they like a duo? No, it's oh. a five of them. <laughs> I was hoping they were. <laughs> no, there's five of them. Corbin Burnson plays the main uh, guy who's basically found a bank in the Bitterroot that he thinks they can knock off. So he calls all of his old friends. None of them know each other, and he gets arrested right before they get there. And so they're trying to figure out what the job was, how to pull it <laughs> off, and it's it's really really a fun. Uh, good movie. Ed O'Neill plays a cop who is absolutely hilarious. This movie sounds great. This it's, is a great cast. <laughs> what was the title again? Sorry. Disorganized Crime. Disorganized you can borrow my copy if you ever want to watch it. Yes. It's on Blu-ray. Yep. Um, so I I like it because it is, it's people who are doing crime, but I like the fact that it's this kind of, I mean, I know there's no such thing as a victimless crime, but it, it, it's not murdering people. It's not assassinating. It's, they're just trying to <laughs> knock off a bank. Yeah, fuck and, banks. And I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's really good. All the characters are really good, and the situations are very good. It's also in that great period in the the eighties and nineties, especially where you were getting mid budgeted, just original idea movies, and I, I kind of miss that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, disorganized crime. If you get the chance to see it. Um, so yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. Next week, we'll be returning with a movie that I'm a little nervous about because I have massive nostalgia for it. And that is the first Highlander film. Uh, so wish us luck because I don't want to have my childhood destroyed, but it is very possible that it might be. Good. Is the first one good? Isn't it good? I think it's good, but okay. I have also, I, I know that I've nostalgia. I've never seen it, so I'm prepared to yeah. go Did you put it on there? Nostalgia. Well, okay, so here's the thing. The reason we're doing Highlander is because we want to do the sequels, because the sequels are bad. Mm. Like, really bad. Like, I've never seen something that's like, this is enjoyable, and then just fall off a cliff. 
so immediately. So, but my nostalgia for this movie, I think maybe clouding how good it actually this is, is your or Super isn't. Mario Brothers. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is Highlander is my Super Mario Brothers. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be uh, next week. I am excited and nervous about it, but <laughs> well, I mean, at least it's not going to tear your soul out, and I mean, like you, you can enjoy it still. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think you'll still like a... watching it. I think once we get in this room and we start talking about it, and other people are like, "It's a piece of shit," you're gonna oh, be like, "No!" Cry. I'm just gonna go up to my office. You guys can finish this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to my office and watch Highlander. So uh, yeah, that's gonna do it, uh, Sam. People can find you with your own podcast. I have my own podcast with Rachel, I guess. And, uh, it's me and my girlfriend, and it's called Real Love, which you can find at, if you search Real Love in iTunes, you'll find it. Uh, or you can follow us at, at Real Love. Thank you. That's a good call. Yeah. R-E-E-L, like a movie reel, yeah. love. Did you yeah. not know that? No, I knew that, but okay. I, I didn't. That's a good. That's a good note. Yeah. 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 Well, if you, uh, yeah, if you just search the regular real love, it's probably gonna be a sex. Something. Podcast. That's a porn. Yeah, there a, is a porn one yeah. called Real Love. Yeah. Oh. I think it's defunct, but oh, um, is it? And maybe it's not. <laughs> Are you sad about the lack? I of am. That? I was like, I, you know, I think everybody should be able to have podcasts of all genres. Yeah, me too. It's great. All and right, I want to uh, hear about. I, I honestly like. I would love to hear about the the love life of porn stars. Mm-hmm. Like what is that like? Like how does it how does it differ? Like uh, you what know, is a, what is a porn podcast? Now I need to go find one. You search real love. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you'll see my logo next to it. Download so. both real loves <laughs> to your iTunes. Yeah, and you, you'll enjoy both maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would love to hear about that. That's yeah. that's fascinating. Well, I also really like your podcast too. Yeah, <laughs> your podcast is also wonderful. Yours is all right, I guess. So we make each other watch movies. Uh, we pick movies for each other because we got sick of trying to find movies on Netflix to watch. So we're just like, we're watching this. Yeah. We cram it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, you work on a couple of shows. Yes. I work on SciShow and all the SciShows except SciShow Kids. Sometimes you do. I guess. One time you do. I would like to, I would like to more because it was fun. I'm trying to figure that Same. out. Um, and I direct How to Adult. Excellent. <laughs> and you're like uh, don't find me on Twitter yeah I mean you can't if you want to I've been trying to use Twitter I, I, have, I, I tweeted saw, yeah, at Matt you did I get so excited I, when I see you on I'm Twitter I'm always so surprised I'm like what wait Sarah, Sarah's on Twitter I'm trying it I'm trying it out so feel free to tweet me 27. I don't remember what my handle is I think it's Sarah Mees that would make sense <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. to be fair, 2017 and 2018 have been god-awful years to be on Twitter. It, yeah, it's true. As nah, I, not if you love garbage like I do. Well, <laughs> you can maybe swallow that's, around yeah, it. Yeah, wallow in the garbage. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? Uh, at Matthew Gatos everywhere. Everywhere. You say it so smugly every time. Well, because well, it's the only Matthew Gatos. No, there's many. And there's actually been, uh, I've had an idea for a video for a long time where I want to like Skype the other Matthew Gatoses and interview them and like talk about our differences. Yeah. Um, That's about it. Um, But like, I just want to like talk with them and just be like. That sounds like a fascinating video, actually. It could be a podcast. I would love to talk to one of my other, uh, one of the, my other, one of the other Nick Jenkins out there is a Stanford professor. Yeah. And I would just love to know where did I go wrong? (laughs) See, for me, it's like (laughs) there's a couple of Matthew Gatoses that I follow. One's a photographer in like Pittsburgh. And another one is like a 17 year old dude who's really into basketball. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're very different people. Mm-hmm. And 
the the younger one, I, mean, I think he's older now. He's like in college. When we first knew of each other, it was like back in the day. But he, uh, there are occasionally things that he tweets that are funny that like I'll retweet or like he'll retweet something <laughs> I say. Yeah. And there's almost like inevitably there's always someone like who tweets and goes like, just like retweet another account of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's like at Matt Gatos or something, uh-huh. and I'm at Matthew Gatos. So it's like, yeah, is that just you? <laughs> like, I think I'm funny. I'm gonna tweet at my other account. It's that moment when you um, accidentally like your own tweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah accidentally. You yeah. should get them all together and plan a bank robbery. <laughs> oh. You can't convict me. I feel like we need to have a group. quadruple jeopardy. <laughs> I feel like we have it. Need to have a group screening of disorganized crime now. Yeah, I'm yeah. I was, I, after I watched this movie, I went up to Nick and I was like, "Could we please? Could you please make a podcast where we watch good movies?" Yeah. <laughs> and I had just had the opportunity to be on Nicole Sweeney's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Snark Squad Pod. And it was so refreshing to talk about a good movie. Yeah, I, would I was like that so sometime, excited. To, I was like, I do almost always feel a little guilty when we finish up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll throw something else in the in the pod sometime soon. Anyway, you can find us at Real Bad Pod. That is R E E L at Real Bad Pod on Twitter. Uh, check us out on iTunes and subscribe, uh, rate and review. That's always very helpful. Yeah, and, rate uh, and review. Five stars only. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, you just, just be honest. It's no. fine. It's be fine. Be honest, but do five stars. Yeah, no, your possessed mission puppet scale is only five stars. That's yeah. the only That's option. That's the only <laughs> Well, Love I rate us. this as five stars. Love us. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, regardless, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Until then, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.